Hi, this is Rob Schneider. You're doing it. You're listening to the Chunk Podcast. Welcome back. It is the Chunk Podcast, and uh, we're going. Di- we're diving right back into Week Six in the NFL. We didn't do a recap of Week Five, but we saved the- we saved it this little moment for you. We're going to do things a little bit differently this week. We're going to do a preview podcast of the week and uh, the slate of games for Week Six in the NFL. Week Five was a little crazy. It saw my dude Josh Gordon finally score a touchdown. We didn't get to really. Uh, I-, I-, we'll- I mean, we'll get to all that stuff once we cover these games, but. Uh, I got to tell you, that was the, the proudest moment, moment of my life to see uh, Josh Gordon come back in the NFL and catch a touchdown. I cried. Well, I mean, it was definitely uh, a touching moment. Oh, wait, you know, you're not talking about Drew Brees breaking the uh, the record. No, no, um, I don't care so much about that. I just mostly the Josh Gordon touchdown. <laughs> That's really what we're here for, I think, at the end of the day. But we have the full slate of games for week six, and we're going to run down them. We have the picks on our website. If you want to check them out, thechunkpod.com. All the chunkers, they they throw their picks in every week as if it's it's somehow going to mean something at the end of the season. But we have the leaderboard, and uh, currently after week five, Vinny and Lynch are tied at 44 and 34 on their picks. So they're plus 10 on their picks, which sounds pretty awful to the common man. But uh, picking NFL games is extremely difficult week to week. I, I don't. It's hard to understand, and nobody nobody gets why the Bills win games either. I don't understand why Buffalo Bills keep winning. But uh, tied for third, Reggie and myself are one game back, 43 and 35. JJ, you're sitting in the fifth slot, 42 and 36. You're only two games back. And then Vince just kind of doing his own thing at, the, at number six. Uh, he's 35 and 43. Playing, play, playing contrarian on a lot of games where it, it just, I mean, it doesn't really make sense to. But uh, he's going to get back in the game if he keeps up with this strategy. Well, put it this way: Bill Cower is forty-six and thirty um, before before week five, so we can't be doing that bad. Yeah, I think for the for for just regular old dudes, regular old chunkers, I think I think we're doing a pretty decent job. As long as I stay in the positive and and something really doesn't like catastrophic doesn't happen, I think I think I can finish the season in the plus, and that's really to me I can I can sleep at night with that. Uh, but we can get right into it. Uh, let's just start off with sun- the Sunday slate of games. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to Atlanta, uh, play- playing the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, what do you think you're going to be seeing from this one? Uh, I mean, other than Jameis Winston starting for the Bucks again, sadly. Yeah, so um, I was hoping that we would be seeing Devonta Freeman um, come back um, and kind of tear the Buccaneers apart, but it- it's looking pretty grim for him again uh, this week. Um, we got the news update that his injury is, uh, yeah, it looks like a fully healed. No, no, no. He, I think he's, I think he's the other injury is fine. It's a bone contusion in his foot. This seems like a whole separate issue and he's now week to week. He's, he's almost assuredly going to miss this week and and maybe even a couple weeks beyond. So just when you thought you, you could see the horizon on Devonta Freeman coming back and, and saving your fantasy football team. This happens, and now Tevin Coleman and even Ito, Ito Smith are, are going to have a role in the in the backfield there for the Falcons' offense. And on the Bucks' side of the ball, 
Jameis Winston starting, it really just kind of deflates all fantasy prospects for the Buccaneers. It, it makes me sad to say it. I, I miss Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's crazy. Um, you know, you thought, you'd think that uh, all those analysts and experts and coaches and scouting departments, um, they would have realized that the dude who threw just as many picks as he did touchdowns probably was going to do it in the NFL as well. And uh, what started off as a, a decent start to his career, Jameis really you know, has not produced the way that I think the team was hoping he would. And despite all the talent they have on the offense, um, I just, I mean, plus they don't really have a great run game. So oh my I, gosh. I think the Falcons are definitely going to win for sure. Yeah. And uh, so does, uh, so do JJ, uh, obviously you, well, that's you. I'm reading the list off and you're right here in front of me. Okay. So yeah, to, on our website, you can find it, but JJ, Vinny, Reggie, and myself all choosing the Falcons. And it looks like bucks. Uh, the, the only two people picking the bucks is Lynch, the Buccaneers fan and Vince, who is again, playing contrarian to uh, consensus here is pretty much the Falcons are going to take this away, especially in Atlanta. I think that's the way to go. But you mentioned the bucks run game. It is a confusing situation. Peyton Barber in the preseason won the job outright, the starting job, and then as soon as the season starts, ha- ha- I don't understand. He's getting like double-digit carries a game, but he's not doing anything. I don't know if he has a run over 10 yards. You know what I mean? It's just weird to see. And they finally activated rookie uh, Ronald Jones. He's coming back. Uh, well, actually, he did before the bye week. So I'm thinking that with a bye week to kind of get him prepped, He's going to give, be given the shot to take over this backfield, and I'd be interested to see how that how that plays. But to me, with Winston at the at the helm, the whole offense suffers, and I'm almost 99% sure Deshaun Jackson is kind of on record as saying, like endorsing Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback. So there there may even be a little rift in the locker room. I don't want to speculate, but from what I'm hearing on the interwebs, because you know, I guess I hear you can hear sounds on the internet too, but mostly tweets. You don't really hear tweets, but I'm reading a lot of stuff, and that's what I'm seeing. Well, dude, I mean, I would be pissed, too, if we started the season, you know, 400 yards, four touchdowns, boom, 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 and then all of a sudden this goober comes back and gets put in, and the team goes to um, Clearly, there's a, a stark contrast between the offense with Ryan Fitzpatrick and, uh, you know, with Jameis Winston. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we spent a little too much time on this game, to be completely honest with you. I think the Bucks. <laughs> The Bucks with Winston at the helm, I, I don't think have a chance in this game. I, t- I think the Atlanta Falcons uh, take this one pretty easily, uh, even without your boy Devonta Freeman. Uh, moving on, the L.A. Chargers going to Cleveland, playing the Browns with Baker Mayfield at the helm. Uh, they've, they're a different football team with him there. They've actually done something uh, I don't think that's ever happened in the NFL, especially within the first five weeks. They have They have ended the game with every possible outcome you can do in the NFL, they started with a tie. They've won in regulation. They've lost in regulation. They've won in overtime, and they've lost in overtime. They've done it all, and in five games, that's how their season's going. Uh, but to, but to be fair, at the end of the day, they've won two games, and that's as a Cleveland Browns fan, that's all you can really ask for. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Browns with Baker Mayfield, um, I really – I think that they have the ability to play with pretty much any team that they they come across in their schedule. They scored a whole lot of points against the Raiders and lost on uh, controversial calls. 
Um, and then they beat the Ravens, who we all were really high on and uh, made the Ravens look just unable to even have a good offense. Yeah, so that was a really I, poor game to watch. If you're watching that game, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, yeah. So many ga- Browns games like that, and I like the Chargers. Um, I think that they have a really strong team. I just you know at Cleveland Browns um, with the Cleveland coming off a win. Um, I, I think that Baker Mayfield and crew you know just go out there and kick some butt. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see it. Obviously, I, I, I don't think anybody doesn't want to see the Browns succeed, especially after being so media, mediocre for so long. I, I'd like to see them get the win. I, in this game, pick the Chargers. I, I, I think they're the overall better football team right now. The Browns have so much potential, but, I mean, there's still room for mistakes. And uh, speaking of mistakes, uh, Antonio Callaway, uh, a wide receiver for the, the Browns, rookie, he is so good athletically uh, unfortunately, the man, he's got no, I don't know, his fingers can't catch the ball. They just don't, they, they don't, he can't wrap them around the football. But he's getting so many opportunities. I I may start him this week in fantasy. He may lead the league in drops or something. I, I, he, it's very possible. But he's getting so many opportunities to succeed. Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably wind up rolling him out this week and maybe even start him in my, in, in my fantasy league. He's open all the time. I mean, he, he's a quick dude. He seems to run his routes really crisp and get separation. But, either, you know, between Tyrod, you know, a few weeks ago, and they just they can't get him. They can't either get him the ball or he can't he can't manage to take it in. Yeah. So. If he starts pulling him in, though, he's going to be a hell of a player. And I, I'm, I'm just kind of counting on it as the season progresses that he's going to do something for me fantasy wise. Uh, especially with Rashard Higgins is now week to week with an injury. He's going to have all the opportunity in the world alongside Jarvis Landry to catch footballs. Landry and and, and, uh, and Joku and and him are basically the only thing they have going for them um, in the in the pass catching game. I mean, Duke Johnson was catching a lot of balls last year, but he's almost been phased out to make room for Carlos Hyde, who's was obviously a much better runner. And Nick Chubb is now getting carries, which deservedly th- so. They spent a lot of draft capital on him. Uh, I think I think he deserves the opportunity, but they did just spend a lot of money to bring Duke Johnson back. So I'm not entirely sure what their plan is with him or, or why that's going. Well, on. he was their he was their top receiver last year, so it's it's interesting to see him uh, not as involved. Yeah, I totally agree, and he may be somebody that that other teams may be trading for. I mean, come the trade deadline, he I know they just read they re-upped him for a new contract, but there are teams out there looking for a running back. Uh, please see the Eagles currently as they try to figure out what's going on with them. Although, would Duke Johnson be much better than a Corey Clement or even Wendell Smallwood at this point has, been, has looked pretty decent? And I don't know. We'll we'll have to see about that. Uh, but moving forward, uh, the Indianapolis Colts taking on your New York Jets in New York. Uh, what 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 say you about this game? Um. I think this is another game that's kind of a toss-up, um, but as as a homer and coming off of an impressive victory against the Broncos, I am hoping that the Jets can can pull it out. Um, it, honestly, I think with especially if Ty Hilton is out, I don't think that the Colts really have the offensive. I mean, Ebron's been doing well for them. I, I just, I think the Jets have more offensive talent, and I think that their defense is definitely better than the Colts' defense. I need to make a, sh- a T-shirt saying "I survived Isaiah Crowell" 
uh, because I, I played against him in fantasy last week. Nick started him against me, and I when I saw what he did, I, I had I had no idea what I was in for. I had no idea he was even capable of that. And uh, another another thing I got to say, Robbie Anderson, go f yourself, dude, because I <laughs> I, I drafted him not I, midway through the draft fantasy. I, I mean, I had him on my team. I, I he had opportunities. He scored a touchdown even, but at one at some point, you just had to cut cut ties with him. I cut him. He sits. He sits on waivers, and he obviously he was a free agent for multiple weeks. Has this monster game, and now he's on your team. Could you have any more Jets players on your team? Um, <laughs> no, not really. Not not a uh, not unless we do defensive players. Yeah, uh, but definitely... you know Isaiah Crowell's r- rushing performance last week was the greatest uh, game of any running back in Jets history, and yard wise, it was a almost a top 50 performance in That's the NFL history. So pretty, pretty nuts. And, t- and totally random, by the way, nobody could have, nobody came into the week saying, you know who I think is going to go over 200 this week, Isaiah Crowell. Well, how, how did that even happen? The crow hose knew yeah. that he was going to rush for 200 dirty little crow hose. I don't understand. Uh, but pick as far as picking the game, uh, four out of six chunkers agree the New York Jets are going to be beating the Indianapolis Colts this week. Uh, you, again, if you we're going off our website, uh, thechunkpod.com, if you want to see all the chunkers' picks um, for the week and uh, and see how we're stacking up on the leaderboard for the entire season. Um, but uh, anything else you want to say about the New York Jets coming up this week? I think the Colts, the Colts um, on their on their side of the ball. You're right, Ty Hill now is is definitely going to hurt them. Uh, Marlon Mack though may get, finally play this season. I also drafted Marlon Mack and then traded him away. Under the under the guise that he was going to be something big, I promise at some point. But I think when he comes back, he's a good player. I'd like to actually see him on the football field, and we might be getting that this week. Yeah, I mean, Hines has been doing well um, also, but the Jets' running defense is actually pretty good um, among among the things that they are okay at defensively. Their run stopping is pretty good with Leonard Williams. Uh, and, and Jamal Adams coming off the side, and um, but we'll see. Obviously, I mean the Jets are capable of losing to literally any team, so um, they could certainly make me very sad this Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, moving on, we are going to go overseas to London, where the Seattle Seahawks are taking on the Oakland Raiders. Not not a home game for either of them, but technically it's a home game for Oakland, which rightfully so. Take a home game from Oakland because they're leaving anyway. You know what I mean? Forget them. They're going to L.A. anyway. Or not L.A., Las Vegas. I get my losses mixed up. Uh, but what do, you, what, do you, what do you think you're going to be seeing in this one? I mean, I, it's a lot of travel. They're traveling eight time zones away from their normal time zone. These are two West Coast teams going all the way to London, trying to get acclimated and playing on Sunday. Um, I picked the Raiders. Um the Seahawks' offense has not been impressive to me as of late, um, despite the fact that I chose Russell Wilson way too early in our fantasy draft. Um, and the Raiders, they're they're kind of an enigma. I mean, they're very hot and cold. Um, they have shown that they can score lots of points, and they've shown that they can do absolutely nothing on the offense. Um I think that this will probably end up being probably a low-scoring game. Um, yeah, I would I mean, agree. I get, unless the fatigue gets to the defensive players and the game just blows wide open. I, I just don't see it. 
um, really, though, on the Seahawks. Side. Yeah, the Seahawks are in a weird spot right now. I, I mean, at running back, Chris Carson had an amazing game. In the following week, they don't even he's not even suited up, and they have Mike Davison, who also has a great game. The the backfield is very confusing to me. It's nice to know that they have two running backs that can do that can do that, but fantasy wise, it's going to be tough to figure out what the hell's going on there. Um, if you had Chris Carr, it's a roller coaster ride, really. Um, Doug Baldwin is coming back. I, I, he's trying to get more acclimated. Obviously, he com- he's coming back from injury. He was out for a little while. Um, Tyler Lockett has been the main, the only consistently decent fantasy football player, um, and I've been on him for a few years. I never, I never actually thought he had it in him to be a consistent fantasy football player from a wide receiver standpoint. But I was playing in a, a couple other leagues where they counted return yards. And uh, he was like cash money in return yard leagues because he was doing punts and kicks at the same time. But it's also isn't this Marshawn's first time playing the Seahawks since uh, you know leaving that team? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I'm not even sure that they've had this matchup before. But it, we we were split down the middle. Uh, we're, we're it's three and three. Uh, no, no real consensus here. But I did wind up picking the Seahawks. I think I I just don't I don't want anything to do with the Raiders. I don't like the Raiders. Derek Carr makes me sad. Uh, I did yeah, yeah. At, during the draft. I really did like that when you picked up Russell Wilson. I still like Russell Wilson. Uh, I think as the season progresses, he will he will come into form. I think what you've seen before, but I don't like Derek Carr. And and I said on the last podcast about Amari Cooper. He popped off, right? He popped off. He had like the best game uh, all season, one of the best wide receiver games from anybody. And I and I said to everybody, sell him now for a bag of potato chips if whatever you could get for him. He goes out and catches one ball for 10 yards last week. Uh, and I yeah. honestly don't foresee anything. I, I said a few weeks. You're going to get a few weeks of this, and he's going to boom again. But if you didn't trade him last week, shame on you. I did everything I could. To, I tried to help you out, people, and it didn't work. Yeah. You know what, though? Um, since we're talking about fantasy predictions here, Mike Davis, two solid games in a row. Um, he went off for... 100 yards and two touchdowns that one week against Arizona came back last week, 68 yards and a touchdown taking some of those carries from Chris Carson. Um, I would not be surprised to, I am I'm riding the Mike Davis train again this week. And I hope that he runs all over, um, the, the Raiders, but not enough to win. Yeah, no, I listen, I hope it works out for you. I really do. I just think right when you sit there and you trust Pete Carroll in his decision-making, he will turn he will turn the tables on you, and you'll realize, you'll wonder at the end of the game, why did Mike Davis not even put put his jersey on? You know what I mean? Like, why was I not informed that he wasn't on the football field all game? Uh, yeah, but, he, I mean, no, he, he Mike is, Davis will be in the position to give me the win, and then Pete Carroll will call the slant. Yes, or, or he'll throw it at the goal line. Uh and and that that's we all know how that plays out. Anyway, I don't like the Raiders. I pick the Seahawks. You uh, on the other side pick the Raiders. So we will see. One of us will make up a game here, when one of us will will fail miserably. Uh, moving on, the Carolina Panthers going to the Washington Redskins. Uh, this this I mean everybody picked the Panthers coming off a bye. Oh no, not coming off a bye week. They had a bye week two weeks ago, but they've already had their bye. They had a week four bye. One of my least favorite things in the entire NFL is. I, I, as a football player in the NFL, I would be so angry if after three weeks I already had a week off and then I had to go the rest of the way, all the way with the Super Bowl aspirations without a bye week. That would make me very sad. But the, we were consensus was pretty clear here. Everybody picking the Carolina Panthers over the Washington Redskins in this one. Yeah, I you know, it's just a difference in talent 
Um, I think the Redskins are going through a rebuilding phase, and the Panthers, despite their slight dysfunction, I mean, they got McCaffrey, they got Funchess, they got Cam, um, and I, I, I mean, I just don't see them losing to yeah, the Redskins. Yeah, Greg, Greg Olson, I think, is projected to come back in this game, too. Uh, hopefully he won't hurt his foot again for the you know 57th time in his career, I'd like to see Greg Olson be out there because he is he is a, a big part of the offense. Um, but, I mean, he, he's slated to come back this week. And on the Redskins' side of the ball, if they're in a rebuilding mode, then shame on them because they really don't have a lot of good young pieces on that offense. I mean, it is you got Alex Smith, Adrian Peterson. Chris Thompson's not super young, um, but he, he's probably their best player on offense is Chris Thompson. He's the best receiver to me, pers- I, 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 if you're asking me. But... I mean, Jamison Crowder's out there. You got uh, Jordan Reed, who is a, a ticking time bomb. The dude has made a glass. Uh, I don't know. It's just you're in a bad position if you're a Washington Redskins fan, and if you have anybody on their fantasy fantasy wise, I would only be happy with Chris Thompson. And even then, you're due for a dud every once in a while. Um, in that aspect. Uh, moving on, Buffalo Bills, who are somehow keep winning games. I don't know. I, they've only won two, but it feels like they've won 50. You know, this is already a successful season for them. But the Buffalo Bills taking on the Houston Texans. And again, no chunkers out here are willing to throw their picks at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you don't want to you don't want to you know, catch lightning in a bottle, but everybody picked the Houston Texans pretty unanimous. Yeah, and it, this was another game that was just so hard to pick because – you have the Titans that go out there and beat the Eagles. And then you have the Bills go out and beat the Titans. How do you, but how do you pick the Bills over the Texans <laughs> when the Texans clearly are way more talented and, and you know, the, the Bills are just the Bills. And uh, it's so hard. And I could definitely see the Bills, you know, coming out of this game with a win both teams you know i think are kind of sloppy on offense um but i don't know i i I liked the texans with a slight edge over the bills in this game it looks like lamar miller will be back not that that's anything anything exciting for fantasy football owners i unless you own lamar miller i i it really if you want 10 points in fantasy football league get lamar miller you will not get anything more and thankfully you probably won't get anything less he is mr 10 he can get you double digits, but you will never, ever, like, have a crazy pop-off game. Uh, he's pretty consistent with the double digits. It looks like he's going to be back. Uh, and I got to give a shout-out to my boy, Kiki QT. Uh, I, I picked him up in fantasy football. I or Obviously, we're talking about fantasy football. But I picked him up as a flyer, stuck on my bench. I was worried that that one game where he went over 100 yards with, without Fuller, that it was just because Fuller got hurt at the end of that game and they were just peppering him with targets. It looks like he's going to be an actual decent part of the offense, and and the three-headed monster of Hopkins, Fuller, and uh, and Kiki. It looks like that's going to be a pretty decent thing moving forward. And I think the Bills in this game. I think you're going to see the best game of the season for Lashawn McCoy because I think it's it's all these all these trade talks swirling. There was there were like some things going around where McCoy may go back to the Eagles in a trade, you know, because the Eagles are looking for a, a running back, and they obviously just come off a Super Bowl win. They don't want to fall short. Um, he, he seems like a very attainable player for them and they're familiar with him. I think the bills may try to try to pump his numbers up a little bit in this game to see if they can get a little more capital back in a trade. Yeah, that's not a bad thought. Um, he was their leading receiver last week with 23 yards. Wow. That's something. 
Oh, so, man. you know, I agree. Definitely buy, 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 or throw McCoy on, throw McCoy on your your starting uh, lineup for the week. Yeah, if McCoy, um, I mean McCoy on the Buffalo Bills is not not great fantasy prospects wise, but McCoy on on the defending Super Bowl championship Eagles. Then that's that's I could get with that, you know. For he's not, I, I, he's pretty much aging. He's over thirty at this point. Um, but I mean, it, it, him on the Eagles, obviously that's money. So if you can hold on to him long enough, that's definitely something you can look forward to. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are taking on the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are a very confusing football team to me. To me, their offense, passing wise, Kirk Cousins is slinging the hell out of it uh, until Dalvin Cook comes back, which, according to this report. He's he's a full practice participant, and he will be back this week. I think you're finally going to reap the rewards of a, of a Dalvin Cook. Of course, one week after I sold him in our fantasy football league, I traded him away. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's really how you got to play it. But honestly, if they're saying he's he's full participant in practice, if you have Dalvin Cook, given and in bye weeks, and you may be struggling to get a W, you may be willing to take the shot and just and just roll him out there. Um, come this week, if he's a, if he's starting and he's ready to play, I think they wouldn't. I think they wouldn't throw him back out there unless he was ready to go for a full load. Yeah, I don't know much about the Arizona defense, um, but I think that the Vikings' offense is really impressive. I'm actually surprised that their their defense has not been better this year. Um, but hopefully, you know, I'd love to see Dalvin come back um, and finally uh, find his spot as a leading rusher. Yeah, second round pick in our league. Um, I, I think, I think if you held on to him this long and you are still, you still have hope, or you maybe you bought low on him. I think it was a good move because when he comes back, you're gonna get, you're gonna get a legit. Uh, a t- I mean, I say RB one, but I think maybe top fifteen is what more you could expect, especially as the season goes on. But that offense is too good. Their offensive line is butt cheeks, but I think I think there's enough opportunities in the passing game for him to to get dump offs. He's going to get you at least 50 plus yards receiving. Um, so in PPR, he's going to be good, I think. Uh, and in this game, we are con- the consensus is the Vikings beat the Cardinals because the Cardinals' offense is is abysmal. I mean, other than David Johnson, and it makes me sad to say because I'm a huge Larry Fitzgerald fan. Um, I feel so bad that he's at this point in his career. <laughs> And this is how, this is how this season's going. This could be his last year, and he's having the worst, worst, se- worst season of his career. Yeah, you got to figure that dude's retiring this year. He was holding out, hoping maybe um, Bradford was going to do something. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I this is why you know Lynch was really hot on David Johnson and the Cardinals in our preseason podcast, and I just. I, I don't know. I, I didn't see it, and it, it doesn't seem to be what he had in mind. Doesn't seem to be turning into reality here on the field for the Cardinals. Yeah, David Johnson, one of my favorite players in the league right now, and I again, I feel bad for him too that he has to partake in this offense. But he did score a few touchdowns last week. He's going to be the guy who gets the touchdown if, if they can ever make it to the red zone. Um, he's going to be the one to get the first couple touches. So, I mean, if you have David Johnson. You'll be able to, you know, sleep happy on that. But other than, I mean, outside of that, their offense is abysmal, uh, and, and just stay away in general. So the consensus is Vikings are going to walk away with this one, pretty handily. Uh, but moving on, this one we were split down the middle: Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals. I think this is going to be a really good game. 
Um, and you and I both say Cincinnati Bengals are going to take it, but uh, but Vinny, Lynch, and Reggie say otherwise. I think the Steelers might do it. And I've been very low on the Steelers all season long, and I'm going to stick by it. I mean, I, I just don't I don't see the Steelers. I don't know. They had a good game last week, but I just I don't I don't like their squad. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a high scoring affair. Um, I mean, these these the, the AFC North games, I feel like are always competitive, always for the most part comes down to the end. I I, I just you don't other than the Browns and even not so much this year, you just don't see these teams like blowing each other out. They always play tough, but I really like what the Bengals have been doing lately. I mean, they got Boyd, they got green. Uh, Giovanni Bernard has been, uh, it looks like he's had the best, you know, couple games rushing that he's had in a long time. Yeah. Unfortunately he Um, died. Not like not like actually dead, but uh, he's actually not playing this anymore. Uh, but for the last, at least the next few weeks, he is now injured just in time for Joe Mixon to return. So Joe Mixon is back. He played last week. But, yeah, uh, Bernard, I think, is out for a couple more weeks. Something happened. I, I don't remember, but it, I didn't really care at the time because as a Joe Mixon owner in another league, uh, I was like, okay, cool, more touches for Joe Mixon. And that's sad that that's how we think, but in fantasy world, <laughs> you know. You just go oh, rest well, up there, buddy. Mixon had 22 rushes for 93 yards last last week. So yeah, Mixon's um, gonna be back. I think this is gonna be run heavy. You're gonna see a lot of Mixon, and you're gonna see a lot of uh, James Conner, uh, who who is still holding his own. I mean, it, just when people thought he started, you know, trickling down, he was he, he was you know on the downswing of the season uh, with all this Le'Veon Bell talk coming back, and he showed up last week and and balled out. He had a, a pretty sweet week last week for fantasy owners if you have him. Um, so it, it's that weird dynamic. You never know what's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell. I honestly don't think he's going to come back and have an effect on James Conner. So if I, I, I actually am interested in buying James Conner to anybody who may be thinking he's a rental at this point, or he might not be season long. I think season season long, you're going to have a decent, decent running back with James Conner. Yeah, it, it clearly shows that, you know, James Conner is, is the real deal that he's been so consistent so far this season. Um, it also speaks probably a little bit to the running game uh, that the Steelers have. And I mean, Mike Tomlin's teams have always been pretty successful with the run, I think. So yeah, um, definitely. It, it'll, it, this is going to be a really fun game. I'm really looking forward to seeing this game. Um, as well as a couple of the other games we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Yeah, uh, well, one of the games that may not be as fun, the Chicago Bears taking on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are like an enigma. I don't, I, don't understand, I, I don't understand how they've gotten so many wins. I think they've gotten three so far. They three and two. They were 3-0 when they, when they went up against the Patriots. The Patriots smacked them back down, and uh, I think they're going to kind of live down in that area. However... If you're on our website, if, again, it's thechunkpod.com. You can check out a lot of other cool stuff. We put up a couple movie trailers this week. But the uh, the picks for this week, NFL Week 6, I am standing alone on the side of the Miami Dolphins, even though I am very confused on how they operate. Yeah, I just I think the Dolphins, they won three games that they probably should have won. Um and I think they're going to have a very rough rest of the season. I mean, they got the Bears, they got the Packers, they've got 
the Patriots, they've got the Vikings and the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you Miami fans out there that were very happy with this three and two start, uh, remember this feeling. Um, yeah. Because I, your very, very sad rest of the season starts with um, Tannehill getting sacked probably four times. Oh, I don't doubt that he's going to get sacked quite a bit. I have no faith. The Bears defense is is top three. It's it's elite. It's as good as it, it as good as it gets, especially with Khalil Mack. I have no faith in the Bears offense, even though they just had probably the best Bears offensive game in in maybe five years. Uh, it, it, last week. I just don't – I don't know. Oh, not last week. A week before last. I think they were on a bye week. But I don't trust Trubisky. I, I, I'm i not a fan at all, and I think that was a fluke, and I think a lot of people might be buying into the fact that that this offense might be something. Um, but I just think the Dolphins in Miami can steal this one away from the Bears, um, and that's just – I mean, obviously it's just me out here on an island by myself, but uh, we'll see how that one goes for sure. Uh, moving on, we're going to check out the Los Angeles, the undefeated Los Angeles Rams taking on the Denver Broncos. Again, I mean, the consensus here, obviously, it, I mean, it, the Los Angeles Rams look like freaking world beaters out there, um, rivaling the greatest show on turf in the early 2000s, not quite getting hitting the numbers. Uh, we, there was some, Somebody did the research online. I was looking at it. They're, they're close. But yardage numbers are off by, you know, at this point in the season by about 100 or so yards. So they have the potential to be one of the greatest offenses of all time if they can keep up what they're doing. Almost sustaining three wide receivers that are on pace for like 1,300 yards of each. It's it's pretty incredible what Jared Goff, um, Brandon Cooks, who and, and Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods are all doing over there. However, uh, Rob, uh, not Robert Woods. Robert Woods is the only one who made it out of that game without a concussion, it looks like. But Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks both suffered concussions. They're going through concussion protocol, but uh, everything I'm hearing from out of there, that they're, they'll be able to play this in this game, which not like they'll need them. I don't really think they'll need them, to be completely honest. Yeah, I mean, if the Jets can score 34 points on this Broncos defense, I can only begin to imagine what the Rams are going to do to them. Yeah. Um, the only advantage the Broncos have, which they always have, is that they have a home game here against the Rams. Um, and and so I, I think that, you know, maybe we'll give them a bit of a competitive edge. But I just, I mean, no, nobody in the NFL is going to beat this Rams team. Yeah. Oh, that's, are you saying they're going undefeated? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I mean, the only team that even looks to have the same firepower is the Chiefs. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, we'll see how it goes. All right, and I, I, I agree. I think I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think they're going to. I don't, I don't see a way that they lose. I mean, it depends on how how it shapes out. Unless an injury happens, I mean, you obviously you don't want that. But uh, they're they're looking incredible. And this game, I don't think we should even really bother much with talking wise. Because I mean, if the Broncos on their side of the ball, I guess if I had one suggestion, it would be stop giving the ball to Devonta Booker. Devontae Booker, I don't understand how he even makes it on the field. They have two really good rookie running backs in uh, uh, they got Philip Lindsay and Free- Royce Freeman. They're two. They're very good running backs, and yeah. their offensive line is is pr- a pretty good offensive line. However, I, I don't understand the thought process of bringing in Devontae Booker, who is a proven dud. The dude's a plotter, and every time he comes in the game, it makes me sick. I don't even know how he gets carries. Yeah, Demarius Thomas got five receptions. The same as Booker did this past game. Um, not sure how you square that, but 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a weird thing going on in, in Denver right now, but they have they do have good young pieces. Uh, it's just a matter of piecing it together, and it won't be this week against Los Angeles. So that that's how we'll be playing that one. Uh, moving on, the Baltimore Ravens are taking on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee, and again another this is another one where we're split down the middle. Three on the Ravens, three on Titans. Uh, Lynch, Reggie, and myself are picking the Ravens for this one, but you, Vinny, and Vincent are uh, picking the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I mean, both of these teams had really disappointing losses last week. Um, and both of these teams before last week were both teams that we were talking about how impressed we were. So I I, I don't know what to think about the Ravens and the Titans right now. I, I think this is probably another toss-up game. Um, I, I guess I just have this feeling that the Titans' defense is probably better than the Ravens' defense. Um, and that's why I gave them the edge. Uh, admittedly, I have not really been following either of these teams very closely other than uh, to get my Lamar Jackson news. Yeah, well, they are very easy to avoid. Both of these games, I mean, as far as highlights popping up on your on your TV or on the Internet, I mean, they're just they're not spectacular highlight teams, uh, but they're they are getting wins. Uh, and it's just a matter of I do, and I am I am high on the Titans. I have them both of these teams. I have in the playoffs in our in our uh, NFL preview podcast that we did a few weeks back. I put both of these teams in the playoffs, but in this particular instance, I think the Ravens. Um, Jimmy Smith's now back on defense, and uh, but one thing's confusing for me on the Ravens side of the ball is Flacco. Obviously, is a strange player. He's got a Super Bowl under his belt, but I just don't. He's just an odd quarterback. That I mean, like you said, Lamar Jackson's obviously waiting in the wings. But their wide receivers, other than John Brown, who kind of he didn't come out of nowhere, but they they signed him with ex- expectations. They also signed Michael Crabtree, who t- to me has been very lackluster fantasy wise. This dude was a stud last year in Oakland, and now it's almost like you pick Crabtree ex- with all these expectations, and nothing's really coming to fruition on him. You could say the same about Alex Collins, you know, was another player on their team that everybody was very excited for and just has not uh, performed the way that they want. I don't know if they their game plan just keeps getting blown up and so uh, they're not able to utilize these guys the way they want or or if there's just some sort of dysfunction that that's that's happening really. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's interesting. I, I'm I'm still kind of, I, I won't say high on Alex Collins, but I'm still holding out hope that Alex Collins is going to finish the season strong. Um, they keep giving him opportunities despite the fact that he keeps fumbling. I, if he can get that crap in order, he's he's a five-plus yard to carry back, I, I, and they just need to start feeding him. Um, and as the season progresses, as the weather changes, as the game scripts change, I think you're going to start seeing that. Um, but in this one, I pick the Ravens, you pick the Titans. We will see how that one turns out. Uh, moving on, Jacksonville Jaguars going to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are another team that's very confusing to me, um, eh, but apparently not to everybody else. This matchup, uh, everyone has picked the Jaguars unanimously, despite the fact that Bortles is just as much just as much a wild card as the Dallas Cowboys are. Yeah, you know, I think that the Cowboys are probably one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. Ooh, um, don't tell Reggie that. They- <laughs> um, sorry, Reggie. They, well, we were talking about this. They don't have a true wide receiver one, and they can't just expect Zeke to put the team on his back every week. Uh, combine that with the fact that Dak just really isn't the quarterback that they were hoping that he would be. I just, 
I, I'm not very impressed with this team. I, I think the coaching also, you know, they've never really made it to the big show with this coach. Um, not that I can remember at least. And yeah, I, I mean, they're just, even if Blake Bortles throws three picks, I don't think that they're going to lose this game. Yeah, and actually Reggie sent a message. He wasn't able to make it on the podcast, but he wanted to know that if they lose this game, if the Cowboys wind up losing this game, at what point do you start, you know, how hot does the seat get for Jason Garrett there? I mean, like he, I don't know, he's been kind of a middling, you know, they, they, they haven't really made a lot of progress. Obviously, they they peaked with Des Bryant uh, in his prime and with Romo, but obviously with Dak, they had they had a good season. First season of Dak, everybody was like, holy crap, this kid can do it. And like you said, he's kind of plateaued, and if anything, maybe even gone down in, in, in quality of play. But I don't know. They're just they're an interesting team. They do have Ezekiel Elliott, who is – I mean, that dude's a franchise piece. That guy is solid. Um, but their offensive line isn't as good as it was. I mean, everything's kind of dropped off, which is sad because when you have a quarterback who is serviceable on a rookie quarterback – or a rookie contract, you should have had – multiple chances at Super Bowls by building what they did with Russell Wilson in Seattle. You build the team around the fact that you're not paying billions of dollars for your quarterback. You know what I mean? All that extra money should have been spent on defense or, or freaking wide receivers, for that matter. Terrence Williams shouldn't have been your number two wide receiver for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like that, you got to... Plus, they have, they have one of the best lines in the NFL. I mean, they they drafted those dudes and, and paid those dudes... They they had you know Demarco Murray running like a champ behind him, and you know now Zeke. They just look. I I think that the Cowboys, for whatever reason, were so reliant on Jason Witten, and I really think that his retirement shocked this team. And I I, I think that he was probably a big part of their offense and their and locker a room, valve, a safety valve for Dak. And I, I think that. That uh, the loss of Jason Witten really has impacted this team a lot more than they'd like to admit. Yeah, there's no real pass catching threat. Uh, I mean, they signed Alan Hearns. Uh, they 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 drafted Gallup. I mean, no, nothing's really coming to uh, in the pass catching game. Des Bryant's gone, and and that relationship is is a whole nother beast. I don't. It seems like every week week we're getting some drama, like Jerry Jones going after Dez and then Dez smacking back. I don't even know. It's 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 a bunch of drama going on, not a lot of winning going on. And if obviously if they if I mean the season progresses the way that it is, Jason Garrett very much so should be on the hot seat. I think they are due for some sort of change. Uh and, and if it's got to be on that aspect, Jason Garrett, I mean that's that's the way you got to do. You got to pull the plug. So I don't know. I think they're about due for some some change there. Um just keep Ezekiel Elliott and then just Everybody else can just we can turn it over. But you know what? I mean, who knows? Like the NFC East is so bad this year so far, asterisk asterisk. Yeah, that that it's really anybody's division right now. So, you know, who I, I don't know. I said it before during our our preseason podcast. If the Eagles do not win this division, they are not going to the playoffs this year. And so far, they have not been able to put it together. The Cowboys have not been able to put it together. And the Giants, I mean, the Giants, I mean, if the Giants win tonight, uh, that's a pretty big um, 
it's a pretty big deal, I think. Yeah, well, that whole division, is, I mean, they're all tied for the top. I think the most wins that they have is two. I mean, it, it is it is a log jam at the top. And as the season progresses, obviously somebody will rise to the top. I do think the Eagles will get their crap in order. It's not a hard division to win. I really don't think so. So I think they will squeak into the playoffs um, and win this division. I, I don't foresee the Redskins doing it. I, I just, from what I've seen from the Cowboys, I don't see it. The, the New York Giants are a wild card, even though they've already got four losses. Uh, they they have the they have the offensive potential and the firepower to keep up with teams. It's just they, their defense is is butt and and. Eli Manning and is Eli. what he is. Yeah, Eli Manning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I, yeah, I mean, let's talk about the next game. Yeah. That's probably, <laughs> I think, the most exciting game of this entire week is the Chiefs and the Patriots. Um, we were kind of, kind of split a little bit. Uh, Vinny, you and Vinny chose the Patriots. Um, and, and the rest of us chose the Chiefs. Um, what you know? What do you think? Yeah, I see. I, the Chiefs. I mean, they're, they're still undefeated at this point too. Uh, I just, it's got to end at some point. I, I don't know. They're really, really good. I don't. They're de- I, to me, they're not as good as the Rams. Um, and I think the Patriots are going to find a way to kind of expose them in Foxborough. Uh, I, I think there's a there's a way to win it. It's Sunday night. Uh, I do foresee. I mean, obviously, I picked them. The Patriots finding a way to win this game, and I also somehow. And I'm not even just saying this because I have him on my fantasy team, but for some reason I got a feeling that Josh Gordon's going to catch, I don't know, five touchdowns this game. It's really <laughs> weird. I got this weird feeling uh, right now. It's it's odd. Look, you know, I I never want to count the Patriots out. Um, and it's not just me being a Jets fan that is saying that they're going to lose. I just think that this Chiefs team has been pretty impressive. I mean, Mahomes is just wrecking, and, and they just—they got a lot of firepower. They have what it takes to keep up with Brady and and that team scoring points. Um, and I I think that they'll they may go into Foxborough and they may win that game. Oh, they, they, I, I think they're it's, nervous. It's, it's I think the v- Patriots are nervous. It's very possible. I would not be shocked if the Chiefs won. I just got this feeling that the Patriots are going to find a way to slow down Patrick Mahomes. I, the dude's been unreal all season long, and I think there's a way to do it. Uh, I'm not Bill Belichick, so I can't explain to you how, but I think if anybody could do it, um, Bill Belichick could find a way to somehow get you know, get a copy of the Kansas City Chiefs playbook, maybe, you know, I don't know, you know some sort of schmarmy way to do it, but I think that's possible, and uh, that's why I'm picking the Patriots, but, I mean, that's obviously not the scientific way but I think they're definitely a good. They're both really good football teams. I just think the New England Patriots pulled this one out. Um, yeah, this this may be a preview of the AFC Championship game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Um, and then the last, oh not well, Monday night we have the 49ers um, without their prized piece Jimmy Garoppolo going to Green Bay to take on my Packers, who uh, I mean they're just kind of depressing me, uh, obviously. And it's not it's not necessarily the players as much as it is. Mike McCarthy, I I I don't understand his logic, and and you know what I was I was a Packers I mean I've been a Packers fan my entire life. I've defended Mike McCarthy till I was blue in the face for years, and it's getting to this point where he he it he just can't make decisions, and, and I don't know he doesn't he just is not doing it for me. 
uh, his his ineptitude with handling the talent on our on our offense. Uh, Aaron Jones is is far and above the best running back on our team, and he refuses to give him touches. Obviously, last week game script was super funky. They were down by like twenty almost instantly, but still, playmakers need the ball in their hands. Obviously, uh, Aaron Rodgers went the entire first half with like. 30 yards like he didn't even do anything then the second half he erupted for almost 400 um it, it just I don't understand why they can't string together an entire game of of solid football and I, and to me it just keeps coming back to Mike McCarthy and just him not being able to to figure out how to open up the offense what's also really curious about the Packers is they have I don't know they seem to have an issue with injuries every year um, I mean, Randall Cobb is constantly injured. Jordy Nelson was injured the one year, though that was you know yeah. kind of a freak accident. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, when was the last time he played a complete season? Yeah, um, I I agree. I mean, obviously, it seems like the last last few years Aaron Rodgers has been you know getting chipped away. But when your offensive line can't stop a nosebleed, I mean, he's like one of the most sack. I think he's got to be top three most sack quarterbacks in the last five years, maybe even the most. I just don't see how you don't you you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. How are you not wrecking every single game? I, you got to figure. Like I agree with you. I think it might be time for you know maybe a facelift on the the coaching and the and the, the front office over in Green Bay. Yeah, it took them they, it took them way too long to fire Dom Capers, uh, our defensive coordinator. Although he was the coordinator when we won the Super Bowl and that gimmick where where it was just linebackers flying everywhere, three down linemen and just a buttload of linebackers, it worked that one year. They caught lightning in a bottle then, but they they it took them way too long to figure out that okay, we got to let this go. We need to we need to go back to a more traditional defense. Our the players we have we barely our linebackers get hurt all the time. We don't have enough linebackers to field a, a, a peewee football team, let alone four four linebackers running around on the field. We Dom Capers, they finally did let him go, and, and the defense I think has gotten better. But our, I mean, our cornerbacks have been injured. We drafted two really good ones. They're they you know, on and off injured this season. There's a lot of injuries going around, I, and and that to me is is is. Is how Mike McCarthy is going to make it through this season is because oh you know we're going through a lot of stuff right now you know Aaron Rodgers got his knee hurt I don't know it to me it, he gets he gets a pass way too often and I I just I'm ready to let go which is which is saying a lot because I've I've been defending him for years he's a, I I think he's an okay coach I don't think he has the I don't think he has it in him to make the tough decisions. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel the same way about a lot of NFL coaches, you know. Marvin Lewis, who actually seems to be doing pretty well this year, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. hasn't been able to produce. Um, I mean, at least McCarthy has has a Super Bowl win, but I just yeah. you guys haven't had a run game really in the recent memory. Your defense, you know, other than that Super Bowl year, your defense just hasn't been like Clay Matthews and the rest of the defense used to be like them in the. I I, I just feel like the team has kind of crumbled a bit relying on Aaron Rodgers too much and yeah. um that maybe they need some fresh some fresh vision over there in Green Bay absolutely the coaches especially Mike McCarthy has has skated by on the fact that he's had Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Brett Favre and and the argument I mean I've heard it I've heard it for years I and mean, that was the argument people used against me 
He's just been skating by. He hasn't been doing it. I mean, and, it and it it's true. Like it's it, I'm finally willing to accept that Mike McCarthy is not he's not we're just not going to win a Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy again. It just that was like the talent on that team when we won the Super Bowl was beyond and then we, and of course somehow we didn't find a way to keep them happy and we keep letting young talented players go. Even Haha Clinton Dix right now is 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 now saying, I mean obviously they they, they took his quote out of context. But he was saying that he he the way he sees it, he's not going to be in Green Bay next year because that's how he's playing football, and and he's on his last year, his fifth year of his rookie contract. We're, this dude's going to walk because we weren't we weren't loyal enough to 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 re re up him before the season started. I don't understand our logic. It, it's a very confusing football team. But when you have a player who who's who was a Pro Bowler in his rookie season, what are you doing? Like I don't I don't I just don't understand what's going on. Yeah, well, you know, as long as you have Aaron Rodgers, at least you have something to look forward to. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can keep watching that all day. But, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, five out of six of us are picking the Packers. Vince, for whatever reason, thinks C.J. CJ Beathard is going to, to win, come to Green Bay and win on Monday night. And it very well could happen. You know, some stupid thing could happen, and, and I wouldn't be shocked. But, you know, as a Packers fan right now, I'm willing to let Mike McCarthy go. And uh, and it's unfortunately it's not my decision. There's a lot of loyalty in Green Bay, um, but I all I think this off season, if something if this is the way the season goes, if we're, we're kind of middle ground, all it takes is Mike or uh, Aaron Rodgers to just you know sneeze in the direction of Mike McCarthy, and we'll watch him just pack his bags and go. So, and it might come to that in the off season. So, um, one thing we didn't hit because at the time of recording the game, I mean the game is pretty much going to be going on here in a matter of moments. But uh, the Thursday night game, Philadelphia Eagles taking on the New York Giants. We didn't hit that, but uh, we will. We will talk about it real quick. I am standing alone on the New York Giants side. Uh, I, I did pick the Giants to um, to win this game, and uh, obviously the Super, the Philadelphia Eagles are the defending Super Bowl champions. But like I said, I think the Giants are a wild card, especially on a Thursday night game. I think they can pull it out. Yep, I mean, every time these two teams play, just like the AFC North, you know, the NFC East, I think pretty much anything can happen in these games. Um, I think the Eagles are just a bit more talented. Um, on, you know, just across the board, their defense is definitely better than oh, the, yeah. the Giants' defense. Um, it's just a matter of, can uh, Corey Clement and, and Wendell Smallwood uh you know, they both have shown flashes of, of having talent, and they both played really well in their playoff run last year. So with the absence of Jay Ajayi, you know, I think that they'll probably step up and, and help win that game. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win. Just something in my gut said, pick the Giants, you loser. Because I just, I just, I don't know why. They're, they were 1-4 this season. They haven't won, they've only won one game. Um, but I think they have it in them if Eli Manning can just put together, maybe go jump back in the time machine and put together one competent performance, I think for sure. I mean, their best quarterback last week was Odell Beckham. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's We need something more from Eli Manning. I think we're going get it, to get it um, in that Thursday night game. So uh, that'll wrap up our week six preview. But, uh, I mean, on the docket for com- coming up here with The Chunk, if you want to get more information, uh, go to thechunkpod.com. You can get everything that's going on on our website. Obviously, we're, we're still football intensive right now. Um, but we will be branching out. We're gonna be. We're gonna start a new. Uh, we're gonna start doing some more interview podcasts. We are gonna do a get to know the chunkers uh, podcast, and I haven't really run that by anybody. But JJ, just so you know, get to know the chunkers is coming. Sweet. Yes. Um, 
And we obviously have to talk about uh, Venom, the movie, um, as yes. well as the Spider-Man I... game. Saw Venom uh, some, on opening night. Red uh, Dead Re- uh, Redemption, and yeah. there's so much other stuff we have to talk about. We will, uh, yes, we will absolutely be doing that podcast soon because I do have a lot of words for that Venom movie, and I will, I will give you a spoiler alert. Not all of them are great, uh, but mm. but I, we did see it. We did. We wound up seeing that. Um, the Thursday night that it opened, I stayed up a little past my bedtime to uh, to catch that flick, and I, I am glad I I'm glad we watched it. But we'll we'll get into that obviously in a future podcast, um, hopefully very soon. Um, it's been pretty football intensive. But if you want to follow uh, at the Chunk Pod on Twitter on Instagram, um, you can find this podcast if you're what listening to it on 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 maybe Podbean and you want to find it somewhere else maybe a little easier to listen. Uh, you can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Spotify. You can find it on the Google Play Store if you search under podcast there. We are very accessible, um, and we look forward to doing a lot more in the future. But, yeah, like like I said, we're, I, I've been trying to reach out. We're going to find some people to bring in for interviews, but I don't want to start doing uh, standalone interview podcasts until we, we basically do it f- to ourselves. We look in the mirror and we say, listen, who the hell are we? You know what I mean? I want people to know who we are before we start talking about other people. And it sounds a little 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 self-centered, but you know what? Damn it, we deserve it. <laughs> so I just want you to be prepared for that, JJ. I'm I'm mentally preparing as as we speak. And it, and I promise you this podcast will be a cluster F because it'll be the most people on the podcast that we've had since the early ones. Because the early ones, we've we had like upwards of six to seven people on a podcast and it got wild. I kind of want to capture that ball of energy and we'll have to try to keep everybody in line, but we'll just say, listen, everybody on the podcast for this one podcast and we'll just run down the line and be like so do you like long walks on the beach and all that stuff yeah we'll figure it out but i I think in moving forward um i do want to start delving into other things outside of 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 football and sports and even gaming in general i just want to start talking to people who are doing big things in in sports entertainment and gaming and uh, we will be seeing that moving forward so stick around with the chunk uh keep up with us on our website and on our facebook page give us a like while you're there and feel free to comment on whatever you want to comment on. We, we read everything you guys send in, um, and, and we bring it onto the show as much as possible. So um, feel free to do that, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Catch you later, Chunkers.